Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. Hey guys, um... This is going to be a little bit of a different episode today. Um, If you're just tuning in normally, it's just like the intro you just heard. Normally I have a guest and we discuss about a movie that we love. But I am not going to have a new episode coming out next week. And the reason for that is I am going to Dragon Con. Um, And I thought, you know, back when I was first trying to put together a podcast... One of the ideas I had was going to uh, revolve around uh, rating and preparing people for different conventions because in addition to loving movies, going to anime, sci-fi, comic book conventions are, they're another hobby of mine. I've, I've been to quite a few over the years and I think, you know, from going to all the different events that I've been going to, I've kind of picked up a few tips here and there, and I've kind of limited the events I go to. I cater them towards what I look for in, in a convention, and I just thought, I don't know, that might be something you guys want to hear, so I'm going to give you my reasons for why I go to Dragon Con, and I'm going to give you kind of like my top list of things that I look for when I go to a convention. So just to give you an example, um, I'm 34, turning 35 this year, and I started going to conventions when I was 12 or 13. So it's been kind of a long time. (laughs) Uh, And I started with Star Trek conventions, transitioned to anime, and then comic books and sci-fi. And anyway, I've been to quite a few. So I've been to some of the bigger ones. Uh, I've been to Comic-Con. It has been years. Like, to give you an idea, when I went, I know Peter Jackson was there, Terry Gilliam, and they were talking about movies like, I think um, that one that Terry Gilliam had, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. And I think that, uh, let's see, who else? Um, Like, the Twilight movies were still coming out. Like, it was a while ago. Um... So I've been to that one. Uh, There's a really big anime convention in the United States called Anime Expo that happens in LA. I've been to that one. So I've been to quite a few. I've been to more. I could get into that in another podcast. But because I've been to a few and I've traveled kind of all over the states, I'm located in Texas. So those were in uh, LA and San Diego. I've been to DC, you know, and a few places. So um, like I said, over the years, I've kind of whittled down what I look for in a convention, and Dragon Con is actually one of my favorites. I actually prefer it to Comic Con. I know that probably sounds nuts to you guys, because <laughs> Comic Con's a big one. I'm not saying I wouldn't go back. I'm just saying this is my favorite, and I will give you some of the reasons why. These are like the top... I tried to do a top 10, but really, there's only about 
seven things I look for. So let's call this my top seven things that I think Dragon Con does right. And I'll kind of dive into each one and why it's so important to me. Okay, number one, and this seems simple, but the badge process. The process of buying the badge and the process of picking up the badge. Uh, long story short, I've had some pretty interesting badge experiences, and Dragon Con does it this way. You buy the badge in advance. They never sell out, which is a big bonus because a lot of these events do. Um, and then they send you like a postcard several months before the convention. And if you don't get the postcard, you can reach out to them and say, hey, I haven't gotten that. But when you have that postcard, that's not your badge. You go to the convention itself and you uh, present the postcard and your ID and it's like instantaneous. You get your badge immediately. It's really fast. I've never spent a long time in line. Granted, I do get there early and I'll kind of dive into that later. But yes, the badge experience is good. I don't have to buy just a Friday badge or just a Saturday badge or whatever. It's always, I'm guaranteed to get one. And then picking it up is great. I, um, I think it was a couple years ago was at Anime Expo and I spent two hours in the sun in the direct heat outside um, in like July and the line didn't move but I was like okay I'm in it for the long haul I, I guess something it's busy then I heard some staff go around and say that the machines were down and I, I I don't know I just felt like they could have done more in that situation like hey guys get out of line and come back two hours from now or something it just it was really really hot. And they did pass out free water, but like right after I got my badge, I felt so dizzy. I just went back to my room and laid down. Wasn't really how I was planning on spending my first day there. So just, yeah, ease of badge pickup. Very important. And, and the ability to get one. Like I said, Comic-Con, NYC Comic-Con, those kind of events sell out really fast and they're almost impossible to get badges to. You end up going into some kind of lottery where you might get one. And I don't know about you, but I can't really plan whole vacation around that. Again, if I was able to get a badge, I would definitely consider returning. It's just, yeah, it's important to me. Okay, number two, uh, content. I think this one has changed as I've gotten older and my tastes have kind of evolved. I like, to me, the best crowd, or at least the crowd that's like a little bit older, a little bit more chill, are usually the sci-fi or comic conventions. Because um, usually those are like more family friendly and it's just, there's a more varied age range. Whereas some of the younger crowd ones, like the anime ones, tend to be a little bit more like intense. Um, Dragon Con, the content there is varied. I mean, when I say the word Dragon Con, you're probably thinking like, I don't know, I guess that's like a fantasy convention or maybe sci-fi. Well, it is, but um, it's it encompasses a lot of things. I think it's sort of evolved over the years. What I really like about Dragon Con is they have fan tracks. And what that means is there are all these different groups that have their own events going on. And you can actually kind of follow like one track, go to all their events, all their meetups and everything. And it's like that's its own little part of the convention. So just to give you an idea, there's the uh, alternate history track, American sci-fi fantasy track, American sci-fi classics, such as like classic TV and movies, animation, anime, uh, the British track, a costuming track, uh, electronic frontiers forum, high fantasy, which is kind of like uh, token and stuff like that, a horror track, 
Um, there's also a, a podcasting track. I mean, I could go on. This isn't even all of them. There's a bunch of them. And so they're kind of like mini conventions inside of the bigger convention. So I don't know. I love that. There's, there's just so much to see. It's impossible to see it all. But I love how varied the content is. And it's just fun. Um, so Dragon Con, I don't know if I've said this yet. It's August 30th through September 3rd. Um, so it, it starts on Thursday and it ends on Monday and Monday's a holiday, uh, Labor Day. So, um, it's a long convention and even all those days are really not enough time to see everything. So anyway, yeah, the content, it, it's my favorite, uh, one of my favorite parts about it. Uh, number three, food options. Um, if you follow me at all on social media, you probably know I'm a big of a, I'm a bit of a foodie and food it's just important to me. And there's a lot of food options here. So there is the Peachtree Center Mall, which is like a couple stories, uh, a lot of food court options. And then there's just little restaurants sprinkled all around the few blocks that this uh, event takes place on. So man, there you, you will not run out of food options. And my biggest tip for you is, you know, get on google maps or get on yelp and look for things that are a little bit off the beaten path if you can when it's you know an intense busy time stay away from the peach tree mall it can get kind of crazy so you could always go kind of a little bit a couple blocks up and just hit a couple more options and anyway you won't be hungry at this convention that's all i gotta say um so yeah, that's important because there's some conventions where you're like literally limited to what is in that resort hotel or there's nothing around. You pretty much have to have a car. This one, you don't have to have a car. You can walk around really easy. Um, another really important thing to me is the after hour or social life of the convention. So um, I'm a cosplayer and that is one of the bigger reasons that I go to these things. And that's I mean, when you think about it, it's a pretty social hobby. You're dressing up and then you're meeting other people that are dressing up. You're taking pictures. So that whole like mixing and, and getting to know people, that's important to me. I, I don't like conventions where it turns into nothing but photo shoots. And I don't feel like people are getting close and getting to know each other. But, you know, DragonCon is one of those places where it's kind of like I've, I've described it as like a four-day Halloween party or four-day Mardi Gras. People are dressed up, but they're there to have fun and they're relaxed and they're happy and it's very social. There's tons of meetups that happen. If you get on Facebook, Facebook is your like one of your best friends for event invites. But if you get on there, there's tons of people meeting up like, hey, let's meet at this bar at eight. Let's all meet down here for this photo shoot, whatever. It's very easy to like meet people, meet up with them, get to know them. There's just constant nonstop social activity. That's important to me. Um, so kind of right under that is number five, which is the staff. Um, if you go to a lot of conventions, you may have noticed this phenomenon where you start to kind of feel like cattle after a while, <laughs> um, you know, being screamed at to line up, being told you're blocking a hallway, just generally being treated like you're in the way or don't belong there. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I've had this experience on and off over the years. It kind of helps to be not a teenager, I think, a little bit. The people are a little bit more respectful, but you get the picture. It's It can be intense. And so 
Something I haven't talked about is the venue of Dragon Con because the venue of Dragon Con is actually a few host hotels. So it doesn't just take place in one hotel. Um, there's the Marriott. Let me actually, let me pull it up really quick. Okay, here I found it. So there's a few main host hotels, the Hyatt Regency, the Hilton Atlanta, the Atlanta Marriott Marquis, the Sheraton Atlanta Hotel, and then the Westin Peachtree. So all the main programming takes place in spread out in these hotels. Um, the main one is kind of the Atlanta Marriott Marquis. It's the one you're going to see the most in videos, and it's where a lot of the action is at night. But literally all of the hotels have stuff going on almost 24-7. And, you know, you basically have to have, by the way, a badge to get into any of them. You just have to have a badge for the event itself. But you've got to have a badge present in order to enter. So this isn't really a con that you can kind of like mill around without a badge. You, you really need one to, uh, to enjoy it. But I have found that the staff in each of these hotels are really nice. Like they, they're happy that you're there. They're excited that they're getting all this business, I'm sure. But they treat the con goers really well. And they get into it. Like I was trying to remember which one it is. I think it's the hotel that you pick up your badge at, uh, which I want to say is the Hyatt. I can't remember. It's either the Hyatt or the Hilton, but one of them one year we were waiting for a badge. And, uh, one of the guys that worked there dressed like the penguin. So like one of the staff was dressed like the penguin. It was really great costume, by the way. And all of a sudden they had their little team meeting. Um, I guess they were just getting pumped for the kickoff. It was like the day before the con started. And so they turned on some like soul train music and just started dancing like randomly and just having fun. And that's kind of a random story, but, <laughs> but that's like, how excited everyone seems to be there. All the bars and restaurants get into it. And even the areas in Atlanta, like all the restaurants and even the CVS, people dress up and they're just, they're really welcoming. They treat this event like it's great and you feel like one of them. You don't feel like, oh, I'm a nerd hanging around normies. It's like, no, the whole city seems to embrace us. So staff treating you well, that's that's a big one for me. That can make or break a convention. So I had to put that on the list. Um, number six, I would say transportation. Um, is it easy to get from one hotel to the other? Are you ever like crowded and you can't get somewhere? Uh, not gonna lie, DragonCon is crazy crowded, but because it's spread out over all these hotels, if you feel like something's too intense, you can just go to another hotel and you're still participating in the convention, and I respect that. I like that about it. So, so I, I guess not transportation so much as ease of moving around, um, <laughs> which is sadly very important at these things. Um, that's, it's up there for that reason. And then number seven, uh, the guests. I love the guests that they typically pick for Dragon Con. You know, they're usually sci-fi, fantasy, author, comic book, all kinds of guests. But they tend to be like, uh, gosh, I don't know how to say it. It's more like TV actors and people that are on popular shows right now. And I think because of that, because they're not inviting like Tom Cruise or, you know what I mean? Like Comic Con has you know, people that are coming out in these huge blockbuster movies, and usually this is like maybe one step removed from that. The guests in general seem more chill and excited to be there, and they're way more interactive. Um, they tend to go to a lot of the after parties. For instance, when Battlestar Galactica was still on, and yes, I've been going to Dragon Con a long time, 
when when that was still on air, um, there were a couple Battlestar parties, and usually the cast would show up and drink with guests and just have a blast with them. And that wasn't like weird. That happened a lot and with a lot of the guests. So I don't know. I like that. I like how chill and relaxed it is and that the guests feel comfortable enough to mingle and hang out with us. Again, I think it's just the overall vibe of the convention is very laid back. And so they don't feel like, oh, these are like fans that are going to be crazy. They just, it's just families and friends, you know, having a good time together. So I, I like that. And I think they get good guests. You know, they get guests that I want to see. I've done the photo ops. I've done the autograph thing. I may do that a little bit this year. Like, they've got some faces from uh, Black Lightning and um, uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow. So I may get, you know, Brandon Ruth is there. That's the number one one that I want. But <laughs> anyway, I may dip into that. But yeah, I just, I like the guest list that they have. And that's important. Okay, so that kind of includes, or concludes, sorry, includes and concludes my top seven things that I like about Dragon Con. Um, I think next I'm going to go into packing tips. Um, and I will address this one of two ways, because I've been to Dragon Con two different ways. I've flown and I've also driven. Yeah, you heard that right. From Dallas, Texas. It's like 12 hours. It's a long drive, but I'll get into why here in a second. Um, but yeah, let me give you my my travel tips, my packing and travel tips. So number one, you're probably going to have questions about costumes. This is a very cosplay heavy convention. Um, if you're driving, I suggest, and I have to give a shout out to my friend Stephanie Bagwell because she came up with this and she is a genius. Um, get those kind of clear plastic Tupperwares, like those kind of big storage bins and put your costumes in there. Keep some neat. You never lose anything. I mean, do this at your house. That's what I've done because of her suggestion. Um, but also it makes it really easy to pack up. Um, again, if you're driving, uh, if you're flying, uh, Kamui has a really good video on how to pack up a complex costume into a suitcase. Basically, you have to keep this in mind while you're building it. Hey, if you're going to make a large staff, you may want to make it in three pieces that screw together. Um, you may want to make everything removable. But check out her videos, Kamui. You can find her on Instagram. Um, you can find her on Twitter. You can find her on YouTube. And check out her videos and just... She's got one uh, on there on how to pack. And I think it's brilliant. Um... Number two, I suggest bringing a medicine cabinet. And I say this because <laughs> this is one of my favorite conventions, but it's also one of the conventions I've been the sickest at. Like, I don't know if I'm just allergic to everything in Atlanta or what it is, but my allergies or I've had really bad colds and they basically almost ruined my trip. I highly recommend just bring your standard favorites. You know, um, for me, I get a lot of sinus issues, so I always bring Sudafed and Advil and Claritin, you know, whatever it is that you think you may need. I think it's a good idea to go ahead and buy them. Now, there is a CVS at the Peachtree Mall, but come prepared and then you don't have to spend extra money. It's just something smart that I should do every year and I'm better about remembering it some years than others. Um... Snacks and water. Uh, if you are driving, buy all your snacks here and your water and take it with you. 
I can't tell you how many times I've been wandering around the convention and I'm starving. It's not quite dinner time. You know, I already had lunch and I'm like, well, now I got to pay eight, you know, eight dollars for a Snickers or whatever. It's not really eight dollars, but you know what I mean? It's expensive. So bring snacks. Um, or when you're chilling in your room and you're like, ugh, I don't want to buy anything from the expensive, you know, uh, gift shop. You have it in your room. It's much easier. So do that. Uh, also, um, if you're flying, obviously you're a little more limited. Uh, you can probably just take snacks on. You can't take bottled water, but you can go buy it at CVS and it is way cheaper to buy a case of water at the CVS than it is to, um, you know, try to buy several bottles of water at a gift shop. So do that. Um, sewing repair kit. <laughs> oh my God. If you can't bring your sewing machine and you probably can't and you shouldn't really don't, don't bring your sewing machine. You know, if you're that far gone, like leave that costume at home. Just advice. You don't have to listen to me, but just my advice. Um, but I do recommend that you bring a bag that has sewing needles, some thread of whatever colors you need, or just bring the standard like black and white. Uh, cause you could make do with that. Um, bring hot glue and hot glue guns and bring, especially bring, um, like crazy glue or super glue. Guys, these are lifesavers. I mean, you're going to have, you might have a mishap with your costume and you'll be like, why did I not bring this? Oh, safety pins too. So yeah, bring a little repair kit is what I'm saying. Cause you may need it and yeah, do it. Um, sensible shoes. You guys heard me list out the different host hotels. You're going to be doing a lot of walking. And I know, just like you, I've got some costumes that have high heels, ladies. That's fine. When you're not wearing those, bring some flats. Or bring some extra flats in your bag so you can whip them out when you are tired of walking around in stilettos. Um, but yeah, bring sensible shoes. Any good traveler knows that. Um, this is just if you're driving. Bring a cooler bring a cooler, even a small one. It is a lifesaver because you can just fill that thing up with ice and keep it in a room. You don't even need a fridge. I can't tell you how many times we've stumbled into a room after a heat wave and that cool ice water is there for you. It's, it's great. So coolers, I highly recommend them. And when you travel, it's great to have a cooler up front with you just so you can grab some sodas or water as you're driving, make less stops. When you're on a 12 hour drive, the less stops, the better. Um, transportation. How do you get from the airport to your hotel or how do you get around? Guys, if you're flying in, use the MARTA. The MARTA is the local public transportation station. It is in the airport, so it's hard to miss. And you can take it directly to Peachtree Center. And I just, it's a money saver and it's fast and, you know, you don't have to wait. There's no Atlanta traffic to worry about. So I highly suggest the MARTA. Okay, so those conclude my packing and travel tips. Uh, so now I'm going to give you a few tips on how to have, how to make your weekend a little bit less painful. Um, these are just things I've learned over the years from going and I want to pass them on. Um, how to have like a smooth, fun time at a convention. So number one. I recommend for any convention arriving the day before it starts. Get there the day before, you're going to be way less stressed. I There is nothing I hate more than arriving the day a con starts and waiting in line during the day that it starts because I'm like, I'm already missing stuff. So 
Yeah. Arrive the day before. The fact that getting your badge is easier, I think is like the number one reason to arrive early. But yeah, I say get there the day before. Be relaxed the first day. Um, I kind of already touched on this, but get away for food. Do not cave and eat at the food court and inside the hotels. Like try to get out of there and go a little bit off the beaten path and get food nearby. You can ask your hotel for a list of nearby places or you can get online and check out some places on Yelp or on Google Maps. But yeah, go a little bit further away. You'd be surprised. One one extra block and, you know, it's easier to get food. Um, if it's too hot, cosplay at night. That's what I do. Um, a lot of times I don't put a costume on until after... I try to do afternoon, um, but sometimes even later, just because it gets so warm and you can get burnout and it can make you tired the rest of the day. So uh, Dragon Con is a perfect convention for the nightlife. A lot of people put their costumes on late. And I think part of it is because they want to, you know, mingle and have a few drinks in their costume, but also because it's way <laughs> less hot. So that's what I recommend. That's made my life easier. And that is my tip to you. Uh, number four, it's crowded. Embrace it. Challenge yourself not to say it's too crowded here. Challenge yourself not to get frustrated. The reality is you paid a lot of money to be here, I'm sure, and you need to just enjoy yourself. So yes, it's crowded, but that's why you came. You came because it is a fun convention. There's a ton of people here. There's so much fun stuff to do. Don't dampen your mood by complaining about crowds. Now, if you have a fear of crowds, number one, do not attend. <laughs> and then number two, I I get that. I'm not telling you to enjoy crowds. But if you're coming to this convention and you're not afraid of crowds and you're not, you don't have intense social anxiety surrounding it, I would say try your best to just embrace it. Um, number five, social media. Social media is your friend on this and the app. There is a DragonCon app you can download and it can help you keep your schedule straight and see everything that you may be interested in. Um, I would also say I've relied a lot on Facebook to find like the con parties. There, there, There is a list of parties on the Daily Dragon website, but there's also like a bunch of smaller get-togethers if you search around. And there's even like a group called DragonCon Parties. Join that. Join all the groups. Join the photo shoot one. Join all of them. <laughs> because this is kind of like a way to get an insider look at what you want to do that weekend. And like I said, the app, Facebook, Twitter, use it. Um, it is very helpful in navigating where people are going to be and, and what you might be interested in participating in. Um... So yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's all I can think of for this time. I feel like I'm going to redo this episode and do it longer, maybe with a guest and talk more about it next year. But um, I just wanted to record something really quick because I will not have a new episode next week because I'm actually leaving Wednesday and I come back on Tuesday. So doesn't give me a lot of time to record and edit something. So I just thought this is something a little different. And I do think it's movie related because there's tracks dedicated to that. There's like a film track. There's usually a film festival. So it's it's film related. Um, a lot of people wear film related costumes. So it kind of fits into that. And I feel like if you guys really love movies and you like a lot of that other 
you know, nerd stuff, you probably go to conventions. So I thought, I don't know, you might be curious, you might want to know what it's like. So that's what it's like. And if you have any questions or concerns or just anything else you want to ask me pertaining to Dragon Con or the podcast, please reach out to me on Twitter under AYA Lisa Cosplay. Uh, you can also reach me on Instagram under AYA, and it's a Nancy, A-M-I, Lisa. Um, I'm also in a closed Facebook group called I Love That Movie. Um, the group's closed, but if you send a request, I'll add you. It's just a safe space for people to chat about movies. My only rule is just keep it positive. Um, and yeah, uh, so I look forward to hearing from you guys, and I will reach out to you next week. And uh, I hope you guys have an amazing time. Uh, That's it. Bye.